0: morning my loves listen woke up had an amazing night's rest um and so here i am i'm in bed it's 7 43 i already checked the stock and um trying to figure out if i want to get back into the crypto stuff but i have like chills down my spine type of a thing but it's not it's not in a creepy way it's it's kind of like making my mind explode. I am I actually <laughs> am listening to an ad. Um I'm watching uh Tisa Tells on the Brittany Griner stuff, but an ad came up and so I can't go back in and rewind it. But I've been talking a little bit about how it's important for us to understand artificial intelligence moving forward and um I know that a lot of the my a lot of my favorite content creators are data driven. We've been talking about the importance of looking at the stats, looking at the numbers, interpreting what it means. So here it is: this random ad. It's it's by um Amazon Web Service. Okay, pick that up for what it is. They started talking about how they're using, um, artificial intelligence and data being the the big key word there for the Seahawks y'all the Seahawks play football so I'm listening carefully and intently it's it's a it's a commercial that's two two minutes and forty one seconds um and I am at the I'm at the halfway point they were able to take um for example one of their key players that they had hired that they had contracted because he was known for power uh for for power speed and so they felt that he wasn't really showing up for the games for the the strengths that they had hired him so they took the artificial intelligence and they did like kind of like the same thing that we do in in when we're buying crypto um, and I think you can do it for stock too. I, I, I can double check that um, for both worlds, but we have this this thing called back testing, where you're able to run um, like an algorithm or run a certain um, if you're looking for a certain play, you can run it back you know a hundred plays, two hundred plays, and see if what what the efficiency levels are. And so, that's what they up they did with several of his games. And they looked for the way that he was doing his plays. For those of you who used to play sports, I used to play basketball um in high school. And so they looked at the plays that they had set up and they saw that they lost opportunities where um he didn't really do what he was intended to. So um he committed to it. And here they're saying that it actually made a difference in their team, y'all. Data matters. Science matters. You know, um, statistics matter. And we're, we've are we been talking about a protopian future where we're making tiny changes, right? Tiny, steady changes. I'm going to finish playing the rest of this ad and, and with you. I don't know what they're going to say, but this is so fascinating. One moment
1: so that stakeholders could make informed decisions on what investments would translate into the greatest gains. The Seahawks built a data lake combining NFL next-gen stats player tracking with real-time player health and performance data to evaluate the team's strengths and weaknesses and use that to reinvent the way they recruit. Scouting is an exhaustive process. It takes a lot of hours for the human eye to consistently keep track of where a potential recruit is in the lineup, the number of plays they're in, which players are on the field, the formation, the spacing, and whether the play was properly executed. The Seahawks use Amazon Recognition, a deep learning image and video analysis service to account for these considerations. This analysis, combined with their comprehensive team profile, is helping scouts identify a particularly well fitting candidates.
0: Wow, y'all, this is wild. So um, they are basically taking the biometrics of each player. And, y'all, I'm telling you, when, when the rest of us are just watching the Super Bowl and we're just kicking and eating the chicken wings and kick throwing back the soda, these people are not even thinking about this on this level, you know, on the same level that we are. They're looking at performance. I think you heard them mention their health conditions. Um, and they are passing this information down to to stake and shareholders um so that they can make better informed decisions now there's even things as they're they're playing uh graphics in the background as you're hearing them talk but here they have for example you know three players and the reason they chose this player is because he has a 5.9 yards per carry okay um the other one is looking at 62% success rate right um this one is recruited because he has a ten yard runs. This is gonna be definitely interesting. I think moving forward for how we I say we look at recruiting because um a lot of the times I think young people kind of feel that they can just have the glitz and the glam and the persona, you know, but the the the, the players that are gonna get ahead in this, I think are not only going to understand how they're being um Assessed and pay attention to, you know, their health, their heart, their, um, it's even things like how they move. Uh, one of the, the graphics before this was showing, um, kind of like, uh, you know, for example, for those of you who kind of used to play sports or in the gym a little bit, you can also tell the difference, like if your foot is off, like for example, if you, um, <clears throat> If you had an injury on one leg and you kind of over, uh, you put the pressure on the other leg, it can throw your gait off. That's the word I'm looking for. So your gait can be completely different, and um, there are also studies like when you're running, um, how you do your hands. A lot of people who run track, um, so those type of things. This is so fascinating to me. Obviously, y'all. Um, but I think what what interests me is. How could they apply this to the workplace, you know, um, those types of metrics? So not so much your athleticism, but in terms of your performance, I'm pretty sure that has to be spilled over into employment. Um, And at the end of the day, they're playing to win. Let me play the rest of this.
1: That would otherwise be missed. After reimagining their approach, the Seahawks coaching staff has been able to make more strategic decisions about every game they play. Mm. From how they match the players up with opponents to how they design and execute specific plays.
0: Now, that is freaking wild. Now, I wonder the Seahawks. So obviously they have to invest in this. Um, they started off the, the ad Um Oh, okay. That makes sense. So in the workout gear, they, they put a little, it looks like a little capsule. It looks almost like your fob for your phone. Um, not your phone for your, your car, your key fob. Uh, so they put it inside their jacket. And I think that that it's kind of like the same thing that happens with your Apple watch where it measures like your gait, your speed. Um, and then, um, I'm pretty sure they have like the Apple Watch that measures their heart rate, their conditions. Okay, excuse me. So the Seahawks invested in this technology. I'm pretty sure it cost an arm and a leg. But how are they using this with other players? I mean, because that's this is wild, y'all. It's one thing to know yourself, but to know that an enemy, oh, that's on a whole other level. Now, that being said, I mean... How does the other team feel about that? Um, I, I don't I can't imagine that they have all of the stats, you know, like all the biometrics, but I'm pretty sure that they oh, they probably look at the same plays and kind of figure out, you know, to the best of their ability that person's health, their weight. It kind of makes sense because we used to do this, I mean, <laughs> when we were in, in high school and my coach would kind of figure out he the coach that we had, we used to, I used to call him El Diablo. <laughs> but I remember he would pay attention to things like that. Like he would know which team what the team was comprised of and um I remember sometimes he would put me in a play depending on, you know, who is on the other team and he also kind of knew how they would run their plays in sense of um when they would get tired at the beginning or at the end. And so then that would determine when which of us players. And so that meant that sometimes our, our best power forward wouldn't start the game, which would kind of suck a little bit, but he would put her for the second half and she would just run all the way through top. So yeah, I love it. Let me just keep playing
1: this. All of that gives them a competitive edge and creates a cycle of ongoing improvement. Beyond sports, here are a couple of other examples of companies that are making decisions based on a winning data strategy. Amazon uses data lakes and machine learning to forecast the appropriate amount of demand for each product, determine how much product to purchase and from what supplier, place products close to the buyers, and ensure that our systems predict accurate product delivery times. Carrier, the global leader of healthy, safe, sustainable, and intelligent building and cold chain solutions. Developed a system to give the company a three sixty degree view of its spend profile,
0: and then- wow! Now I will say this: um, for my master's degree, business administration, one of the last years I was in my my program, my uh, HR professor introduced to us three sixty performance, and so here we have. Uh, that how long ago was that? Um, it was a while back, but. Um yeah, I was wondering about how this spills over. Now they're talking about this from technology standpoint. They're also remember we've been talking about one of the things for the proto people who are protopian or uh, have protopian views, they are also looking at things like supply and demand chain. And so this is an example of how Amazon is doing that. They are figuring out which demographics of people buy certain things and making sure that they're close at those facilities to make sure that they are able to be within that next day delivery time time frame
1: okay and use ai and machine learning to unlock insights from that data to achieve efficiency improvements phillips a global leader in healthcare technology developed HealthSuite a secure and healthcare-compliant digital cloud platform that helps manage an increasingly complex digital environment of data, reaching from hospital to the home to improve efficiency and transform patient and provider experiences. We are always improving, always learning, and our technology is learning with us. This is going to change everything about what we do for the better. There are so many new innovations that are going to be possible. That's
0: what drives our team. Wow. So, it, um, this ad was titled Reinventing with Data. Y'all, data matters. Okay. I want us to become more comfortable with that type of information. It does kind of um, push us to be a little bit more culture, too. I've been watching how, you know, we handle um, some of the news that we're dealing with. And I would just encourage us to be a little bit more comfortable with the data, be able to explore it and analyze it. And um. so here it says produced by a wired brand lab for um Amazon Web Services. I usually when they have the ad, they will. Oh, it does allow you to go. OK, here we go to another. Um. Okay, so it does allow me to go out, so it says demonstrating tools um here are some keywords y'all how can so it says how football can leverage data okay um I was just listening this morning to um uh, bougie burb bourbon bougie. Um, I've really been enjoying her content. She puts out little, um, videos in three minute segments and her humor <laughs> is cracks me up with the Ashton thing. Um, but, um, but, uh, for example, this morning she put up data and it was showing how men who don't have a college degree are dropping out of the, the workforce because they're feeling the pressure as their colleagues and their, you know, their colleagues who are college educated are getting a 17% increase in, in their wages. Which is interesting to me, you know, obviously I'm going to wish that they um, would compete. But one of the things that was interesting at the bottom of the stats that she was sharing, which coincidentally, I think she's on it. I, I think the stats just came out last night to this morning. But what it says is for women, it didn't. Um, there, it didn't matter if they had a college education or not. Their salaries continued to, uh, salaries or wages continued to increase up to thirty five percent, which is really cool. Because even when you compare it to, eh, you know, maybe we should just keep with the women with the women, but. With the men who are college educated, their in their wages increase seventeen percent, whereas women, regardless of if they're having college education or not, their salaries and wages are going up thirty five percent. So that's pretty cool. But I, I probably did course correct a little bit, did a little bit of a you know sneaky thing in there. I think it's good to compare women to women and compare men to men. And so, um, but. There's a and, and that article that she was citing was from Fortune magazine. And a lot of the times I've been saying this, I, I think that, you know, sometimes it can get easy to, to be kind of slammed for having these conversations, but we're just going to have to push through it because these conversations matter. If Fortune magazine is talking about those, those analytics, right? Then it's up to the rest of us to figure out, okay, how can we leverage this data? What does that mean? So here they have leverage data, analytics um learning to improve performance i'm I'm weeding out the words I have to do for Seahawk, but I wanted to think about how we're using data moving forward um how to use the data to become unique and to give you a competitive edge. Oh yeah, so they do replay they they do replay the video here. On the um, on the ad out. Let me see if so. They talk about data driven performance. So they say they use their GPS data to gather some deep some deep, uh insights. Okay, um. I apologize for any background noise. All right. I'm going to get off of here. So says a cycle of ongoing improvement. Cycle, y'all. Ongoing improvement. These are the keywords. Ways to optimize, okay? Identifying players that might match up to those of their competitors as a way to take advantage of their opponent's tendencies and weaknesses. Y'all, and, and you know what? I I, again... I think that um, a lot of the conversations that are even going on with women are so important because, you know, you have some people that are focusing on the positive aspects of, of the key players or who you can be partners with, like who you would mate with or consider to be a companion. And some of us are dealing with the shadow side of it, right? What are the things that you don't want? And But I think that, you know, just to kind of make it a little bit on the more 3D level, you know they talk about team players here but it talks about how even identifying players how do you identify the people that you want around you um not just in your bed but i think also if you're if if the the way that we're talking we're going to be surrounding ourselves or we are, are even reassessing who our friends are which family want to keep around us who are the employees going to be and The same traits that you, I think, would look for as red flags in men that are in people that, you know, you are considering on a dating pool, it's going to spill over into other areas. How you do one thing is how you're going to do anything, how you're going to do everything. And I think that for me, I've been having even conversations about how if you start to contrast a man you know, that you're considering to date against what it means for him to be your friend, you find that they they don't tend to overlap. You know, they tend to say, I want somebody who can cook and clean. And I'm looking for someone who's going to care about how I feel when I get home. And I'm looking for someone who's going to be able to just really legit laugh with me when we're watching something on TV. Someone who's going to really enjoy just eating the same foods that I do, like the same way when I go out with my friends and we go to a concert or we are taking a road trip, I just, that's that's important to me. But, you know, but when it comes to, even when we think about the Shankwala case, right, Um, I I absolutely do believe that there were, traits and data that each of those individuals uh, indicated that, you know, if you're screening out certain men, you know, for certain things, it would have spilled over into the her friend space and it would have spilled over into um, the way that they were treating her with like little microaggressions aggressions and um, I think even gaslighting her or not letting her voice be heard type of a thing. But then this is also important too because if we're talking about um a lot of us I really feel like are going to be um taking on more staff, hiring people around us in our ecosystem, what are their their personalities, what are their behaviors? How do they um engage with you? Do, do they celebrate when you're coming home, you know, to to certain things that they might not ha- be taken advantage of? Can they still Take care of things that are are within their in, within their purview, right? so kind of stretched it out a little bit there, kind of weaved in and in and out of some things. I will come back and read this article um but the key word here is learning how to foster a cycle of ongoing improvement, okay is what's going to be key for those of us who consider ourselves to be. Protopian. Until the next podcast, peace.